Kevin Pruitt with Rising Tide Startups. We've got another exciting episode for you today, and my guest today is Derek Boza. Derek, welcome to Rising Tide Startups. Hi, thank you. It's good to have you. So give us a little bit of uh, background on who is Derek Boza. Well, Derek Boza uh, came as was born in Miami, Florida. About eight years ago, I came to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, I've spent years here. Now I own you know my first home. Um, started my business here. Before that, I was doing you know call center work, stuff that was totally not related to drones before it came out. Um, but yeah, in, in Nashville, you know, I, I played the guitar some, you know, that's my hobby. Other than that, I'm flying drones. So, so how did you move? You said your, your background, your family background is Cuban in Miami and you moved from Miami to Nashville when? Uh, I would say that was in 2009. So what was the, what was the impetus for moving? Was it the chasing the music dream or? No, I, I, a funny story. Actually, I, right before that I spent a little time with my mother who lives in Northern Virginia and my brother had already lived here in Nashville at that point. And in July 12th of 2009, I was flying, I was visiting my brother here in Nashville and I was flying back. I was on that Southwest airplane flight 2294 where the roof exploded off the top at like 38,000 feet. Wow. So after that, you know, I just sort of stayed in Nashville after that. You know, I, I just ended up in Nashville after that. So it was a disaster, <laughs> which made me stay here in Nashville. Mm. So uh, if it weren't for that, I may have still been living in Virginia. Okay, my, my listeners are going to be really angry at me if I just kind of fly on by that sure. one. I mean, you're the first person I've ever met that, you know, lived through a midair disaster. So kind of yeah. can you describe that for us a little bit? Well, um, you know, I was flying on, on an airplane, just sitting, reading one of those Sky Maw magazines, you know, where they talk about the craziest inventions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I was reading about an automatic cat feeder. And at that time, I didn't have any cats. Now we have two. But I was thinking to myself, man, if I ever had a cat, I would invest in this. And right when I had that thought, the top of the roof exploded off and, you know, the magazine went out. Everything, you know, dirt went out the top of the roof. It was a, a good hole. I mean, a pretty good hole. And I it was very, I was pretty sure my life was over at that point because I thought it was a terrorist attack flying from Nashville yeah. up north. Um, but it just turned out to be that there was some structural cracks in the airplane that caused it to blow out. But, you know, the scariest part was not when the hole blew up, but when it was going to the ground from like 38,000 feet to the ground in a matter of minutes and just getting that roller coaster feeling. Yep. Yeah, but I then, imagine the yeah, pilot wanted to get that plane on the ground. Yes. Yeah. So, but we all survived. You know, it was just a traumatic experience. And, you know, it's a great, great, great story, story to tell. I guess, yeah. now. <laughs> tell your grandchildren. Yeah. So, how close were you to the hole? Oh, right. The hole was right over my head like I was a chosen one. Wow. Uh, it, was, it was right over my head. It was it was insane. Would it have been, a? I mean, if you were, let, let's say if a flight attendant was standing up or if you were standing up at the time, would it have been, you know, potentially disastrous or? Yes, because when I had my seatbelt on and I felt, uh, you know, like something was trying right. to pull me up. But, but I remember, too, is the amount of dirt that came from the seats and the floor and it started slow like this this quick you know and then 
tornadoed out of the top of the plane with a bunch of other stuff. I mean, it was just ridiculous. And and I thought the plane was just going to break apart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, but we we landed. You and everybody else on the plane, I imagine, thought the same yeah, thing. Yeah, you know, I, and I've flown several times. You know, I was in uh, on the Amazon in Peru mm -hmm. just uh, like a month ago doing drone documentary work. So flying out of Iquitos, Peru was crazy. There was a lot of turbulence there, and that made me scary. But yeah. <laughs> Wow. So, so did the did everybody clap when the plane hit the ground? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was definitely I was definitely happy to be alive. Well, I, I could I could literally spend the last the next thirty minutes of our interview yeah. just talking about that. But I sure. I do want to give you a chance as well to kind of you know explain to our listeners you know the background of uh, Ninth Planet Media and but tell me give me a say a one minute elevator pitch of your business if if you had to if you and I are on an elevator going down ten floors. Tell me, explain Ninth Planet Media. Sure. Ninth Planet Media is what we do is try and advertise other businesses by using aerial videography or photography. We've also, we started with drones and now we're actually doing DSLR work, you know, doing real estate. So it's not just only drones, but what we do is show a different perspective. I mean, a picture is a thousand words mm -hmm. and when you take it, you know, a couple hundred feet up, it just changes everything. So, you know, if you have, you have construction, you know, all, all, all real estate, commercial real estate, uh, private real estate, weddings, you know, there's drones could be used in, yeah. in many different things now. I mean, if you just watch the television within a minute, you're probably going to see some sort of drone footage. So what's, so, you said a drone or a, what was the other that you mentioned? Uh, a DSLR, that's just a camera. Like just a, a digital, okay. Yeah, like a Nikon camera. Okay, and that, but you're still talking from an aerial perspective or just anywhere? Well, the, the drone is just from an aerial perspective. The Nikon is just for, you know, inside real estate, trying to sell homes and stuff. So right, that's okay. not really, that's just something that we recently added. Okay. All instead right. of yeah. just being only drones. You it's know? not an either or, it's a, it's a both and type thing. Okay. Yeah, and I, I, I could tell you why. Because a lot in real estate, people want to hire a drone person and then go hire just a photography. If somebody could mm -hmm. hire somebody who has the whole package, you know, it's a lot easier that way. So is real estate kind of your your focus, or is this just? Do you do uh, what's what percentage of your business do you do that are related to real estate? Real estate is probably about eighty percent of what I do. Okay, but but then I also do crazy like documentary sure. work that that's just you know like the Peru thing. Mm -hmm. You know that I've been to Peru. This was the second time in six months to finish a documentary there, um, and you know I'm just a drone guy. But then when I come back, you know it's, it's real estate and and. Ba yeah, basically real estate. And then a lot of sometimes I get, um, you know, jobs that want that have special lunches and want an overview, like a photo of right. everyone, all their employees outside, stuff like that. But it's crazy. I, I get a lot of crazy requests with drones, you know. What's well, a Nashville's a really hot real estate market, too. Right. It now. is. It's just, it's just exploding. And it is. Um, I, it's it's funny that we're we're talking today. We had our interview scheduled today, but I was just reading something on Facebook yesterday about just the different, um, maybe as even this morning about the the regulations, how quickly they change for for drone pilots. Absolutely, you know? I mean it's just a continually updated. You know, so just staying on top of just the regulations would be, you know, a full time that, job. 
for sure. It's the FAA is always changing. I mean, you always have to be on top of it. A matter of fact, last week the FAA themselves called me on the phone just to make sure that my operations were that I was functioning legally, you right. know, and I was doing everything and you know, and, and but they do that. But I also agree with them becoming a little more strict because there's also those people that just order a drone and don't care about the safety and could put others in danger. And that, and that gives people a bad name that are really trying to be responsible and, you know, start a business doing, using drones. Now there is a hobbyist side of drones and then there's a commercial side where you have to get a special license called a uh, part 107. Which is virtually a pilot's license. I mean, it's very no, similar. Or... What I started with was a um, an exemption 333. And with that one, that was in 2015. I started with that one where you actually had to have a certified pilot there at the flight, which I had to do. And, okay. then, and then the part 107 is just... They made it more easier because they, you know, all the drone pilots were like, "Wait, so I have to have an, I have to actual be able to fly a plane to fly a drone," you know, and people were like, oh, "That doesn't really make sense." So the FAA made it easier to fly a plane. Right. So it's it's just easier for to become a drone pilot. Yeah, and that I mean, in some ways, that makes sense. But it is good that there are standards that kind of protect those of you that are really trying to do this commercially and, and do it well and do it up to yes. certain standards and safety standards as well. So, yes. So tell me your, what, what would you say would be your lowest point since you started your business? I'd say my lowest point would have been and around two, the, the end of 2015, 2016, because just building a client base. Mm-hmm was was really hard you know there's a lot of photographers there you know a lot many I know many photographers but when you try to sell your business with drones especially at the ground floor it it was it was sort of hard but what helped me out is you know I, I joined some of these Facebook page community pages and told them what I did and you know then it sort of spread so then then that's what got me out of that bad point but mm-hmm. you know you, you you really have to pay when I started this business like the best thing I did was not give up I mean there were so many times where like oh I don't think this is going to be worth it and I don't think I'm going to be able to do all this you know drones are very expensive the thousands of dollars for one drone um, am I going to be able to do this but I didn't give up you know and and now I'm here doing a lot better so but yeah, that was a hard point, you know, not knowing your future. Well, let's let's transition from that that difficult point at the end of 2015, beginning 2016. Is so what would you say would be your your highest high that you've experienced in your in your business since then? My highest high would probably be just just being hired to do you know HBO documentaries and just knowing, getting that feeling that I'm really getting above the rest, you know, because right now. And especially at that time, too, I was not the only one trying to start a drone business. Sure. I mean, this is this is a saturated market. Mm-hmm. So to get that satisfaction, you know, to show my work and actually get more work because of it, that's probably my best best feeling. But that, that really happened. It, it went from being down low 
and then it spread like wildfire. So then a few months later, I was like, oh, well, this is actually going to work out, I think, you wow. know? Plus so, the the fact that you've got that now in your resume that, that says, or in your portfolio that says, hey, you know, I've actually done HBO documentaries. And this is something that everyone you talk to is going to know exactly what you're talking about when you say this, yes. HBO. So this year I also flew in Europe. I flew in uh, Switzerland and Prague. So I did some, some drone stuff over there um but yeah it's great you know i i just i love waking up and going to work you know doing what i do because it's like it's it's what i enjoy doing we lived in western europe for about 12 years and with with my family and i don't know if there's a prettier place on the planet than switzerland i mean the the mountains in switzerland are it's like they vacuumed the streets you know i mean the, the whole place is clean yeah, just, no, the it, cows it's, are clean, you know, <laughs> it's beautiful. And the drone footage I got from there is just breathtaking. I mean, flying it right over the mountains there, you know, we, we took three ski lifts up to a top of a mountain and took off from like 10,000 feet. Wow. So, Were yeah. you near the Matterhorn on some of no, the? No, we weren't near there. We're, we're more north of, um, uh, what was that town? Uh, Basel. Yeah. 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 My uh, my two just a little side note. My two older older kids actually went to high school right in that corner where Germany and France and Switzerland meet. So very okay. very very close to where you were, kind of in the Black okay. Forest region. Yeah, okay. Of okay. Germany, but uh, yeah, it's we've been there many many times. It is, it's a beautiful beautiful part of the world. It is. It really is beautiful. And I always tell people who haven't been there that they have to to make it out there you yeah. know <laughs> they have to make it out there well it's, it's especially good when somebody pays your way you know to, yeah, to go out there and, and for sure and do your job so for that, sure that's great so tell me tell me we kind of talked about the, the low points and the high points but are there one or two like like pain points or obstacles or hurdles that you you run into you know currently in your business that maybe our listeners could speak into that's you know it's kind of the basic premise of our of our podcast is we want to give, you know, businesses a chance to promote themselves. But we also want to proactively draw our listenership in to speak into, you know, the pain points that our, that our guests mention on the, on the podcast. So, so give me one or two things that uh, you think are, are kind of pain points that, that our listeners might be able to provide feedback for. Well, this sounds, the the FAA is sort of a pain point. You want our listeners Uh, to fix the FAA. (laughs) Yeah, the the FAA. And the only reason I say that, nothing against FAA, (laughs) but the reason I say that is because as a professional drone pilot, you have to get waivers to fly in certain areas. And, And a few months ago, you would just simply call the airport and tell them what you're doing. And that most of the time they were like, yeah, you know, we don't care. It was almost like that attitude. Now we're not supposed to call the airport. We have to do it online through the FAA website. And it takes a long time to approve versus just calling them and speaking to the guy saying that, you know, he doesn't care. But the problem with that is now when I have clients that need jobs done, pretty quickly, you know, I'm sitting around waiting for the FAA to come up with a decision um, and, you know, I've run into that problem here uh, more and more and more, you know, as as the time is going by, as they're changing the laws and, you know, FA, and then they came back and said, yes, you do have to register your drone. So it's like you have to really keep up on that. As you said before, it's almost a separate full-time job just to keep up with FA. Are there, 
this is a little side note. I'm just thinking through. Are there services out there that, um, or or say networks or associations for drone pilots like yourself, that they would keep up for these, you know, with these regulations for you and just notify you when changes are made, type thing? Or are you really just kind of a lone wolf out there on your own? No, I'm part of a lot of groups on social media that are just for drones. I mean, there's a Nashville drone user group also Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of knowledgeable people in the industry and also the faa they they email you right if you're i guess you're a registered drone pilot with them yes yeah so they'll let me know if something is changing but it happens a lot but at the same time you know this is a new industry they have to have some sort of guidelines so they have to start from somewhere so, you know, it's it's a little agitating on my part just because if I was running a business that had nothing to do with FAA or, you know, it, it might be a little easier maybe. Sure. But, but yeah, it's that's definitely a, a small pain, I'd say. <laughs> what would be another another pain point that that uh, that might be a little more broad that, you know, we, that we can't fix the FAA <laughs> regulation system? Um, but... Up, up pain point to me right now is the winter time too because um business in the winter slows down when it comes to drone flying you know things aren't as lush Mm. so uh, you know i actually spent just i was in peru just for our winter most of the time but other winters you know before that it it gets really hard you know especially in photography I, i don't know if you've had other photographers on your show but, you know, I, I think the change in seasons. Also, I've noticed that people, real estate slows down yeah, in the I, I winter that's time. True. I bet that's so that, true. That, yeah, that affects me, too. When it's freezing, people don't like to go look at houses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just they don't want to do that. So, yeah, w- winter time is a hard time for me. That That's a that's a great – that's a great uh, – I mean, I even, you know, my entrepreneurial gears are spinning on, on things that – that uh, I may even add some feedback to the feedback form this week, but uh, sure. that's a great question, and and I think that will really get the creative juices flowing of of our listeners. So I'm I'm anxious to see what they come back with. So yeah, so you know I just gotta I I have to um just to to keep that going, you know, just to to so every every year that goes by it will get you know maybe more and more busy just by more clients that i'm picking up for other jobs yeah so and there i mean i I do think that there are other industries that are very seasonal you know like even say tourist type industries that you may be able to garner some you know some wisdom from that says how did they how do they make you know balance out their year when they have feast months and famine months you know that type sure. of thing so how do you how can you balance out your calendar so but i'll be anxious to see what our our listeners come back with but derek as we're as we're heading into the kind of our final section of the interview um it's a section i like to call the life quad section and quad being kind of four questions that are really diving deeper into who derek boza is so, so sure. tell me who who online would be somebody that that uh, you really are inspired by, that you follow? Uh, uh, somebody online that I is a big inspiration to me, his name is Nick Brown. Now, Nick Brown runs Drone Boys. That's the name of his company, Drone Boys. And, you know, he he was somebody who I was watching when I, when I started my business. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, just his knowledge and his business ethics, how he took, this drone his drone company from the ground to 
a worldwide company. I mean, Drone Boys is in several different countries, and you know, I've I've just followed all of this stuff and and watched him speak and his knowledge on drones. He's definitely a smart guy in the industry, and you know, he's definitely somebody who pushed me to get to where. And now I've never spoken to him personally, but he just has that effect, you know, and, and he's, he writes online, you know, if you ever have questions about drones or need to speak with somebody, you know, right. about anything, contact me. And that's what I like in people, you know, he's very open and he's, I, I've found some drone business owners that are very like standoffish mm-hmm. and they, they just don't want to discuss very it. Very competitive. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. You know, and. He's just somebody that I really appreciated because he's he's made just from his own business such a big network of and I know it's not just me. His company, Drone Boys, has gotten a lot of people into the drone business. Yeah. yeah. So, well, that, that's good. That uh, we'll we'll put the website uh, for that in the in the notes. Um, sure. Nothing. I want to kind of a little quick side note is that. Any any video clips that you have that you think our listeners would really love to see, you know, For send sure. those to me, and I'll, I'll make sure those are in the show notes as well. And you know, just to kind of give them give them a little bit of a your certainly your website will be there, but just to give them a little exposure, you know, on something that say, hey, this is a clip that I just made that just you know is a ten out of ten, just dazzles me when I, yeah. when I look at it. So I got I got a few things that I'll send over to you. Right, it'd be great to see those. So sure. So tell me a uh, what's what's like one life quote that you really like to you know it's, many of us like tape them up on our computer and we you know we're looking at them every day type thing. So what's what's one quote that you really want to kind of fasten your life after? My quote is: "Do what you love, and you'll never work another day in your I, life." I really like that one too. I've got that somewhere. I, you know. Yes, that's that's you know it's just. It's it's nice, you know. I went to call center work nine to five, and it's just like, oh, you wake up in the morning, you're just like, oh man, I need to work in this call center, and now it's like <laughs> I'm I'm running my own business, so you know, it's I'm not, it's like I'm just doing what I love. So yeah. that's good. So that's, yeah, that's good. To, that is that's a great quote, and we'll we'll certainly include that in the in the show notes as well. So tell me, what's one piece of advice that you would give Derek Boza? pre-2014 or 2015, whenever you started Ninth Planet Media? What's one that you know now that you would go back and tell yourself? I I would go back and tell myself just to, you know, stay focused on the goal more than what other people are doing with their type of business, you know, Mm. like like other drone businesses, because at the beginning, I, I found myself really worried about what other people were doing. Yeah. You know, and and. I believe everyone is smart enough. If they're building their own business, you have the power to be your own person and to start this. This is your this is your baby egg, you know. No one is going to tell you what you're going to do with it. And you know, there's there's failure. I've had failure at the beginning and I could also tell myself not to take failure so bad because in the long run it's a good thing in my opinion. You know, you know what you did Mm. at this point years ago and now you know you know better yeah so so i took that a little hard you know failure at the beginning but it all turned around you know it's 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 hard it was it was a hard quest <laughs> that to... uh that reminds me i was watching a movie last night with my wife about winston churchill the darkest hour that's you know just yeah. come out recently and 
And I think that it ends with a quote that I'm going to really badly paraphrase, but it's, it talks about, you know, fear is not like lethal and failure is not uh, like eternal or something like that. Fear, exactly. Failure is not fatal, I think is, is what the, the quote is. So that, that's, uh, that would be sage advice to go back and, and give yourself yeah. for, you know, a few years ago. So is there, is there anything else that I haven't touched on that you really want to share with our listening audience? Um, not really, but I would actually like to show off maybe a couple drones. That... Oh, we'd love to see that. And I'm sorry, the podcast, you know, guests, you're not going to get this. You have to go to YouTube to really get the full effect of this one. So this is what's a... that transformer. This is actually a racing drone and these go about 90 miles an hour. Wow. And, and this was built completely from scratch. Here's the battery and, you know, all the components go in the middle here you know you just use a soldering iron and you know just order and put the pieces together it takes a couple months and so how uh, do you keep that from just blowing apart when you run into a wall or something they blow apart <laughs> you don't <laughs> yeah no you don't if, if you if you um run into something it's a yard sale like everything goes everywhere <laughs> I love that yard sale. I've seen that on ESPN actually. The, yeah, the, drone, the drone races. Thing. Yeah, so you I put, actually get sick watching it. Yeah, you put <laughs> these goggles on, and so you actually could see from the drone. See, there's a tiny camera. Wow, I see that. Yeah. So that's FPV, first person view. Mm. So that that's pretty exciting. Um, I do that more. I will send you a clip though. This actually, I have done actual drone work with a racing drone uh, at a drift car event. Wow. So, so that's exciting. And this is actually one of my It's more your commercial drone, drones, yeah. Yeah, this is uh I have it all taped up now cuz it was I transported from Peru, you know, it's got to be stable, mm -hmm. but this is more of like a professional drone and this is actually a lower end professional drone. I have another one that's being sent back cuz it needed a repair, but yeah. um you know, it has a gimbal, which keeps it very steady. That's how you get the smooth video. Kind of like and the shock mount for a microphone or something. Exactly, exactly. It's 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 all about keeping the video smooth. And what you're paying for in the drone world is how much payload it could lift. Because if you have a drone that could lift a, you know, big DSLR camera, mm -hmm. that's a lot to pull up. But with one of these, you're getting a way better shot yep. than yep. what... The camera comes on the drone so so how but, yeah. high will that drone go and how far what's the range in height and and range away from where you Le with your controller legally you you're only supposed to go to 400 feet how and, can you say that without smiling well, well <laughs> legally uh, yeah le legally you have to keep it at 400 or below or then you know you'll the fa will call you <laughs> if you post anything online so, but, but they'll, but they'll go like two to 3000 feet. Wow. They, and this one will go about four miles away. And if it's clear, I tested the limits in Peru and, you know, I went with my other drone, I went about four miles away because on the Amazon, there's no drone laws, <laughs> you know? So will so. it tell you when, when you get to its range, will it tell you, or, or does it just like hover fall out of the sky what happens when it runs out of if, range for any reason if it loses range from you the drone will automatically come back and land right where it took off from wow so, so if there's anything anything that goes wrong 
the drone knows it's all from GPS. It's right. locking on GPS satellites. So anything that goes wrong, it'll come back and land, you know, right in front of you. Now, you have to watch your battery life. Battery life is about 30 minutes on this one. Mm -hmm. So I never go to 30 minutes. I try and bring it back at like 15 to 20 minutes. Right. So just to make sure that you're, yeah, you know, because that, that would fall out of the sky, I would imagine, if it's if it just goes dead. Oh, if they go dead, yeah, that, it's just going to fall out of the yeah. sky. Luckily, that's not happened to me because I, I don't run them right. down. Yeah, you know. Uh -huh. So, so if you're if you're on the river and you're like you have the controller in a boat and you move, does it follow you or does it just go back to where it took off from? That has happened before to a lot of people. Um, when you're moving, the drone, if you lose connection, you have to keep it close because mm -hmm. it will go back and land from where you took it off from, and then it'll land in the water. Right. Right. So, so you know, and that. That definitely has happened to a few people that I know. So you have to be very careful, you know, when you're following a boat or something like that. Um, I've been in this situation. I was on another boat following a boat, flying the drone to record the boat mm -hmm. in front of us. You know, and after the shoot, you just have to land it and catch the drone out of the sky. Yeah. So, yeah. But, you know, that that's a major thing is battery life. If right. you run out of battery where you're far away... There's nothing that you could do. It's going to go back. Yeah. yeah that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. Well, Derek, this has been a great interview. I, I could I could talk to you all day about this because it, it's it's an area that I, I just am very interested in, but I know so little about. And I know our listeners are going to really enjoy this this episode and, and uh, probably just hit you up for more information. And, and you know, as they have weddings and, and other events that, that come up, that would be you know, they might just get in touch with you and see if they could make something happen. But uh, so tell me just as we close here, how can people find you? What's the what's the best way to get in contact with you? What's your you know web presence? Well, I have a website, uh, www.ninthplanetmedia.com, all spelled out. And okay. then I'm also on Facebook at Ninth Planet Media. I'm also on Instagram at Ninth Planet Media. My uh, personal Instagram tag is uh, Derek's Ariel. Okay. Okay. So. Well, I'll, we'll list all those in the show notes. And uh, so, Derek, just thank you again for, for your time today. And, and uh, just really appreciate that. It's been a joy talking to you. And, and I know that our listeners are going to draw a lot of value from this. And, and uh, thanks again for the kind of the pre-interview pre promo you gave us that, that said, you know, you've listened to the other episodes and we'll continue to listen to those too as well. So for sure, it's for good sure. that you're a, you're a client as well. So likewise, Derek, I'm, I'm very happy that I was able to do this and thank you very much. Yeah, it's been good having you, Derek, have a great day and listeners. It's your chance to uh, speak into this. We've, we've heard a couple of pain points um, and would love for you to speak in because, uh, you know, as Derek kind of outlined, it's, it is a chance that we can all kind of help each other. And as our motto says, all boats rise in a rising tide. Derek, thanks again. Thank you. Thank you.